0: Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> the
1: you yeah.
2: Jesus.
3: blood songs, and Amen. talking about being filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's what we are. Amen. 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 thank God that you know, every day uh, we get to know that uh, what God has done for us. Amen. That He's in our lives. And you know, that, uh, what we actually done was we traded uh, shackles for Amen. our yoke. Yeah. Amen. And the yoke is far better yeah. than Thank you, than most shackles, I'll tell you that. Day before we was uh, lost and undone, go home. And now even through the trials and troubles, yeah, we are <laughs> yeah. yeah. with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I thank God for every morning, and I thank God he's there with me. Without yes. him, amen. Thank, amen. thank
0: you, Jesus.
4: Amen.
3: Amen. amen. I take uh, comfort this church. It's good to uh, I thank God for his word. Yeah, amen. It like, uh, it's a, it's a process. Ongoing process, learning, understanding, growing. You know, I, uh, Brother Husband uh, teaching about uh, 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 men as trees walking. Amen. <laughs> hey, and, uh, you yeah, I, uh, I was out in the backyard yesterday with my grand, see my granddaughters. We a just uh, full on playing and, you know, picking up trash in the yard, kind of juice and clean up. Them. And I noticed in our neighbor's yard there's a, there's a, uh, a tree back there. And it's, uh, if you believe this, it's, uh, it, uh, part of it's dead and part of it's alive. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big tree big around. But then it shoots up and there's about four four branches that go up. And uh, a couple of these branches, they're alive because there's, there's, there's leaves, it's green, it's growing. But the other branches are all dead and dried up. And I was thinking, man, yeah, what an analogy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amen. A tree can one 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 part being alive, one part being dead. And sometimes, uh-huh. you know I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that's how maybe sometimes we are. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And but what part of us is living? How <laughs> about <Amen.
1: laughs> Wow.
4: Yeah, that's Amen.
3: Uh, I, I you know that, that spiritual man needs to be alive. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. that inner man needs to be dry and growing. Amen. And yet the Bible says too, Amen. Quench not the spirit. If one part's dead, you know, that part's not, you know, amen, it's not getting the Holy Ghost. But thank God, thank, you, Jesus. thank God that he's good for us. Amen. <laughs> amen. The Bible says, by Amen, your fruit shall know them. Yes, sir. Amen. Our fruit is unto holiness. So I thank God for his word. and God. Always looking forward to what God has for us tonight. The word of God is good. Amen. 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 So is his presence. Amen. And we all have an opportunity to give God the Lord. So now it's our time. That's Amen. So whoever wants to stand up and. Amen. Brother Dan. Hallelujah. Praise the
2: Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord, Lord. Brother Brother. Lord. First, I want to welcome Robert here. This is yes, sir. Right. He works on the other stack. He's over on the other side of the stack. I, never, I can't never see him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. you, all right. I'm you know, uh, this morning, uh, 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 what we were talking about Sunday school and everything, and um, you know, mm-hmm. it's something to live to get thirty-something years old, and mm-hmm. what you think is the truth, mm-hmm. not, real, not realizing that you're in darkness, and you don't know. I'm so glad that God knows our heart. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, no, bo- 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 if a person bo- 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 really bo- wants to be saved, they're going to be saved. Yeah. 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 But if, the, whole, if, if, if yeah, the kind of person only has their foot half in, they're never going to be. That's right. And I thought about that, it's like, wow. wow. See Amen. What we're talking about this morning. Well, we have to. Prove that thing that's acceptable to God. And I thought I was thinking about that today. And it's like, we can get so wrapped up in this world and stuff that does not matter. And you spend all that time doing it and then you come to the realization look at all that time I just wasted. And it's like, wow. <laughs> You know, it was—it's awesome. He's talking about us being in a fellowship, being with each other, encouraging one another, and all yeah. that. And that is so important. Yeah. And I—seriously, I couldn't wait to get here. Yeah. Amen. I'm sick. I feel lousy. But it's like, man, he is homesick. We're both sick. And uh, but I said, man, I really want to go because. As the uh, pastor said something, he was right. If you're sick, the best place you can be is right here. Amen.
5: amen. So, uh and I don't feel sick anymore. Amen. So, I'm so amen. glad I'm here, and I'm so glad I'm walking in the light, and I'm so glad I know the truth. Amen. 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 Oh, amen. God, amen. Amen. Brother Ritz. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just got to stand up and praise God for being able to come here tonight. It's I don't know. I used to think, before I got saved, I used to watch and think, man, how could they want to go to church so much? It looks boring. You know, what, why? But I always ask myself, now I know why. You know, when you come into contact with the living God, and he does a work in you, and he changes you, he saves you in more ways than one. That last song they sang, that in my father's house, there's a place for me. Anybody that has ever struggled out there in the world, homeless or, or neglected or forsaken by family or whatever, and you felt lost and aimless, it's beautiful to know that right here there's a place for you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he, when he says that He would that none should perish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's beautiful to come here and, and as a Christian like myself, being a traditionalist, before I came to the Lord. Man, I got persecuted, called names and because they were so used to the old man, the alcoholic, the drug addict with the foul mouth that when I came to this and they changed, they thought it was a facade or that I was trying to impress somebody. But it's what the Holy Ghost does in you. It makes you not want to be that same person. I'm thankful for that through all because I've had man, my one of the people I hold dear to me, my uncle, I look up to him, he's like a father figure. I didn't have a dad, you know. But when I came to the Lord, holy cow, he tore into me. Called me every name in the book and said I was this and that. And it hurt me deep. But that was kind of one of the first moments I knew that God was working on me. Because though it hurt, all I could tell him was that I still love you. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: I still love you and I'm praying for you. And gee, that made him even more mad and he went off more and more and more. (laughs) But I'm thankful that I have God. You know, to control me in those situations Mm -hmm. that changed my mind and my heart. I'm thankful to be able to come here. I look forward to it. Like Brother Dan said, before on a Sunday, you couldn't pry me away from a football game. Now I don't care. I want to get here. I want to come see my coach. I want to play my position in this team right here. (laughs) So I'm thankful to be in the house of God. And nowhere else I'd
1: rather be. I'm thankful for the
5: Holy Ghost, that anointing that I feel. Man, the worship has been beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. I encourage you all to continue to get out of that shyness or reserved state and just let Him have His liberty. Well, I greet y'all in Jesus' name, Robert. I'm so happy to see you here. I hope we see you more and more. And I'll greet y'all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Lord. Uh, praise the Lord, praise Lord. I love God, and I'm thankful we have each other as brothers and sisters. And it was nice because uh, um, me and Adrian and uh, Brother Paul and Sister Amber we had some good fellowship. You know, we got little good old study, talk, perspective. You know, it just went along with certain things in our lives, and it spoke to us. And spoke to us, but like He says, He says in First uh, John one seven. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters in being in this fellowship, you know, being in the truth of God, because we all have something in common, you know, is living for God and serving him. And um, we won't get offended or get on each other when, you know, we're doing that same thing, you know, we're encouraging each other. Because we're all we go through things, but God, you know, He brings it, brings us through everything with His word. You know, and we're able to do it you know? because it's His light. You know, as long as you're living for Him, you're gonna, you're gonna have that love for one another. You know, and, um, do the right thing for each other, not, not only for yourself but for ev- everyone else too. You know, I thank God for all of you. I thank, I thank you for the pastor. I just love you. you know? I'm so glad we can have that. i just want to praise god and give him glory for seeing sister deborah here this morning that's the greatest testimony we could witness of god and his realness and his healing power to see her sitting here with us you know and i really felt the spirit of god and i just you know i like to go with it when i feel it and i don't I don't know if you guys, you know, feel his anointing, but it's powerful, Amen. and my knees are like shaking, they're like rubber, and I just imagine, you know, when he comes on that day, none of us are going to be on our legs, we're all going to be on our knees, you know, and Amen. just feeling this little bit that I feel, it's not going to be anything compared to when he comes, Amen. and I just look forward to that day. Amen. In Jesus' name.
6: Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to share um, something that I witnessed yesterday. we're going through Sioux Falls, and um, usually I, I hate driving through there at the time we're going through there, bad traffic and all that stuff. But we were coming down in 41st Street, and uh, right on uh, 41st and Louise there, there's some uh, street preachers out there, on all four corners of the four-way there, they had signs up and had their Bibles up, and there's people walking up to them and talking to them, and, you know, it was just, it was awesome to see God being promoted for once, you know, it was too many times, you know, we go, we went out to eat the other day, and, you know, a guy walks up, to trying to have a scientist to legalize marijuana and all this other stuff, you know. We always see that in, you know, the world being promoted and thrown in our face. Yesterday, it was really good, you know, seeing his name on a big sign for everyone to see. And, you know, Uh, I was telling my wife, that that choked me up yesterday. Seeing a little little, uh, boy, you know, probably JoJo's age, maybe younger, out there, you know, God. Quoting scripture and promoting God back that mm-hmm. It uh, brought me back to when Brother Javier was here. When he was talking about how he knows his neighbors. And he asked us, you know, do we know our neighbors? Can we go and talk to them about God. Mm-hmm. And just just brought back that same fire that, you know, that preaching brought back. like, you know, what are we really doing? And, um,. It's awesome. It's awesome being called out. You know, this morning it was like me and my sinner were talking about it was like nail right on the head. Everything that's going on, it was like you know, I just came and that message is I, I thank him for that. He knows what he's doing. And I never want to stand in the way of that. You know, there's so much souls out there that need this. It. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad. Watching them go they're out that they are, but it's even more powerful reading that God's Word confirms that, you know? Mm-hmm. God's Word already told us that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's... Thank you, Jesus. I feel for them, but at the same time, you know, it's just reassuring me that God's alive and well today. That mm-hmm. His word's true, and you know, it's just... Every single day we wake up with a benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. Every single day we wake up knowing the the real God. We don't have to put our trust and our faith in something that's unreal, something that's not even alive, you know, an idol. But, you know, I'm just thankful for everything. Watching, you know, my uh, mother-in-law, every step of this, from the night we uh, found out what happened until, you know, uh, Seeing her so anxious for church this morning. You know, it was, uh, it just reminds you of to not take this for granted. You know, uh, every day is a blessing that you're able to get up normal functions to go out there and walk, talk, and everything the way God built you to. You know, and it's, it's something to see that even when she was unable to stand or Anything like that, she's still praising God. You know. Amen. Amen. So I just thank God for everything that He's working on. You know, even the things that we're unaware of right now. And I just, you know, want to tell you guys I love you, and I'm so thankful to be here beside all of you. You know, serving the one true
0: God. Amen. 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 Amen.
3: Very important. But there's another attending to what we need to do is that's attending to the Word of God. Amen. Not only hearing it, but to believe it. The Bible says to obey it. Amen. Amen. If you love God, you're going to obey His Word. Amen. 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 Because good things come when you obey the Word of God. Yes, sir. You know, I obey the the gospel. Amen. Just like you said. If you repent, you're baptized in his name, I will fill you with my Holy Ghost. And that He did for me, He did exactly that. Amen. 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 There's nothing like being filled with His Spirit. Amen. And it's a life-giving spirit. That Spirit dwells within us. Amen. Within you and me. Amen. What a powerful God we serve. Yes, sir. And, and his word is true. His promises are yea. You're fulfilled. All we got to do is believe. Amen. So thank God we're in the right place. Amen. So with that thank being said, God. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Carol Marshall. Amen. Amen. Praise <applause> hey, Lord. I, I
4: have a request tonight. Uh, I want to listen to
7: sing a song that comes on, on my heart. And I just wanted to bless us tonight. Um, <clears throat>
1: Someone that like you
7: Song and of course, uh, Melissa's been singing that for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember
3: when we put it in our in our. Uh, I
0: was 13.
7: What, what's that? I think I was 13 when I started singing that. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we added it to our list of songs that we use when we minister. And of course, her and Stephanie, and my other daughter, have been singing for a long time. I think Stephanie was like uh, eight or nine years old when she started singing, and Melissa was six, I think. So that kind of gives you an idea of how many years they've been singing for the Lord. I'm not going to tell you the age, but they've been singing
4: for the Lord that long.
7: But I remember that song because every time, you know, we, we would go to different places to minister and. And of course, that was one of the uh, most requested songs, mm-hmm. and and people would just say, "Could you have your daughters sing that song? Could you have your, them singing that song?" So we would uh, bring out that song, and we would sing it, and, and you would just see people just uh, the reaction that some of you tonight, mm-hmm. lifting up your hands and seeing so many different ones just responding to that and the truth of that song is what it yeah. really means how, yes. how could someone like you love yeah. someone That's like it.
4: me Amen.
7: And, and the thing about it is, is he did and he does yes. he loved us so much that he surrendered his life and he shed Thank his Jesus. life's blood so that you and I can have access to eternity and we can live oh, like Amen. With him in eternity, we can experience eternal life, and that's the thing—that's the amazing thing about all this. It was the amazing thing. Amen. And and I can remember back in the days when where I was when in my troubled life, where I was when I began to feel God moving in my life. Of course, it's like that with uh, all of us. Uh, the, the, plain, the fact of the matter is, none of us were really looking for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had other uh, things that we were obviously, you know, busy with in life, and we weren't really searching for him, we weren't really looking for him, uh, and maybe some of us were, or our situation was, was you know, uh, really not... Uh, obviously a good one, otherwise He would have never came into our lives to save us. But you know what? The Lord would even come into a person's life that doesn't even, hasn't, their life hasn't been so overwhelmed by a lot of the the troubles and trials and adversity. And, and, And there are some good people that even the Lord reaches into their lives because He knows they still need salvation. And so there's just the whole Along the whole spectrum of of whatever it is, our life and how it was, you know, God still somehow intervened and He did it because, you know what, we needed Him. And I'll be honest tonight, we all still need Him. And I I always remember that because I, over the years, you know, uh, just being able just to share that, just to be able to minister and looking out and, and seeing the many souls and uh, eyes that were touched and even seeing people begin to shed a tear and cry and reach out for Him. And, and I've seen I've seen so many different people responding to that, uh, women and men alike, and, and seeing grown men cry. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Women, it just seems like sometimes it's not really difficult for them to respond and feel the presence of God, but men, sometimes it takes a little extra time. But when we come to that place our, 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 the realization that we do need Jesus how many of you can say that this evening Amen. Yes. I believe that's, that's why we're all here
4: yes.
7: that we need Jesus we're here because we need him that's why I'm here I've been serving the Lord for uh, 30, 30, almost 39 becoming 40 years pretty soon I've been serving the Lord I've been preaching the gospel for uh, 34 years but you know what? My, I evaluate my life right now. I still need Him. I still need Him. Yes. Praise God. I still, amen, we, we, we face the elements of the world and, and we cannot overcome. We cannot be uh, victorious. Uh, and the only way that we can uh, have victory and we can be like the Apostle Paul said, we can be more than conquerors is we can experience that through Him. We can come to Him and He can I heard somebody mention deliverance tonight. We all need deliverance. We all need deliverance, praise God. We all need to experience deliverance. We need to be set free. We need to be Amen. set at liberty so that we can worship Him. And and here's the thing about it: everything that we are uh, experiencing right now, and everything that God is doing in your life right now, I, I I can't read your minds. I don't know your life's history. I don't I don't know anything about that. My mind is uh, praise God is you know, unaware. I have no enlightenment or anything about your life. But let me tell you something: God knows. And God knows your need and God knows why you're here. And praise God. So if you can just settle in your mind right now, you might as well just you might as well just surrender your will. Because it's not about you. Amen. It's about him. Amen.
3: Yes. Amen. Thank
0: you, Jesus.
7: Because if it's about us yet, we're in big trouble. There's so many, uh, a person, so many, uh, a man or a woman that, you know, uh, uh, we need to understand that God wants to do a work in us. And we need to allow him to do that work in us, regardless of how we try to somehow... uh, Determine how that is going to happen, the fashion of how that is going to happen, uh, the means by, uh, you know, the way it's going to happen in our lives. We praise God. We we cannot do that. We do not have the liberty to try to decide, to try to choose how we want God to move for us. It's not up to us. Praise God. That's all him, and that's his, the work that he does in this, it's all about him, like somebody said we have to take the I in in I and we have to be bent and we have to bow we have to surrender our will so that the I becomes a sea for Christ Christ in us the hope of glory God could have that glory in your life. He can have glory in your life. And that's that's the whole thing about it. You know, I just, I'm amazed. <laughs> I don't need to be, go back into, uh, you know, go back into uh, time, and uh, I'm not feeling nostalgic or anything like that, you know, but uh, praise God, that all of us have our, our testimony and how God uh, reached into our lives, and how He began to to present Himself to us, and all of us have our own personal testimony. We, are, we can all... How many of you remember the day you felt the Lord Amen. touching your life? How many of you can remember that day? Amen.
0: The Amen.
7: first day you felt the presence of God. You felt something. And, and you know what? Uh, we could probably... We could probably, if our our minds are sharp enough and not too clouded, we could probably even remember what we were feeling, our feelings, our emotions at that time. But when he came on the scene, we obviously noticed there was a difference—a difference we never even experienced or felt before. Something new. But there was something about it that we felt. It was—it was amazing. The feeling was amazing. The experience was amazing. I never felt so touched by love in my life the day that the Lord Jesus Christ came walking into it. I'm glad he came walking into my life. How about you? Of all all the people we could have come into our lives, we've met some pretty, you know, we've met celebrities before, you know, well-known people in the, uh, amongst politicians, uh, got to meet some dignitaries. The year we went out to Washington, D.C., when Melissa sang at the National Cathedral, we met some pretty important people. And, and you, know, it's, you know, when you know who they are and what they do, sure, you want to give them a little honor, a little respect, and you want to acknowledge them, yeah. You're an important person. We've, we've met certain celebrities that some of you probably know. If I mention their name, you'd probably say, I, I've heard of that person. But we've met them. But, you know, yes, you know, we, we acknowledge them for who they are. But there's one person that I'm very thankful that we, that he walked into our lives, and that was Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 He walked into our lives. Somebody, a nobody like me, and a nobody like you, if you yeah. don't mind me saying that.
4: Yeah. Woo.
7: And you know what? Here's the thing. It wasn't about us. It was about Him.
4: Yeah.
7: Praise God. He's given us the opportunity. He's given us the opportunities. I, I think about that and, you know, I my mind goes back. I, I, I love recounting, maybe even to a certain extent, uh, Extending my mind, reliving those memories because it makes me feel good. Somebody loved me enough. Loved me so much that he gave his life for me. So that I can be set free. I can definitely experience liberty. It's not a boring... Amen. It's not a boring experience. When, when I hear people that are professed Christians say, it's boring... Let me tell you something, I know something, you obviously don't, you're not filled with the Spirit of God. And if you if you are Spirit-filled and you feel that way, pray back through. Pray back through and get that zeal, get that fire back, get that unction back in your life where you can feel that liveliness and that livelihood of Jesus Christ in your life. Hallelujah! Because he is an exceptional person, he's an exceptional, exceptional God. He's not a—he's not just a just a man, as the Jews understood, uh, Yeshua Hamashiach, the God Man. They understood that very well. That's why. When he came into their lives, it was hard for them to believe that he was the one. Is this really Yeshua? Is this really Jesus? Is this really the Messiah? The anointed one? Is this really the God-man? And you know what? It was. It was. God manifested in the flesh. And uh, I think about... uh, I brought two Bibles tonight. I don't know why, <laughs> but I think about, uh, you know, I was hear Brother Dan talk about his, and I always love listening to him testify about his experience and what God called him from. It always ministers to me because, like I say, all of us need salvation.
1: Yeah,
7: that's right. All of us need salvation.
1: Amen.
7: We need to be saved. And if you have a a connection with Him, somehow, if you have a connection with Him in your life, that's good. Keep that connection. But, you know, I, I think about, you know, we're, we're in a situation and, 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 uh, in our lives and sometimes we don't really realize or understand uh, the fullness, the fullness of, of God's intervention. If I want to say it that way. The fullness of his intervention. Did you know that the Apostle Paul, when he was speaking to Timothy, he mentioned to Timothy that he said, I am the very chiefest of sinners. I am probably the most uh, if, if you want to put it that way he said I was the the worst of the worst I was the lowest of the lowest that's what the Apostle Paul said here was a very educated man if you read your Bible he was he was uh, taught at the feet of Gamaliel. and amen he was uh, he was an educated man he knew the scriptures he knew the Hebrew scriptures very well he could he could quote every Probably every passage, he could probably uh, dot every I and cross every T, mm-hmm. so to speak. He knew it, he knew it very well. Mm-hmm. But even his knowledge and his experience was not sufficient.
2: Right. Amen. Woo. Right.
7: wasn't sufficient. All the education. Mm-hmm. Huh? And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he said that when he was testifying to the churches he said you know i i can boast about myself i can boast about my my lineage you know i'm I'm from the tribe of benjamin and he said concerning the law he said i was faultless i i kept the entire law i did what you know what i was expected to as a good as a good jew huh I, 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 I was subject, I was obedient to the law. There's some of us in here that are probably like that. Hey, we're, we're structured people. We, we, have, we have structure in our life. And, and praise God, we, we, we go by the book to say, and that's how the Apostle Paul was. He, he went by the book. But yet, you know what? He was missing that one very element. Right. Ooh, that personal experience. That personal experience. Hallelujah! I tell you what, when you come face to face with God, your life will change. And you know, he, like he like he said, he thought he was doing God's service, but he found out he wasn't. He, he wasn't even close to God. Hallelujah. If you would stand with me in, in honor of the word tonight, um, I want to read a passage of scripture out of the book of Philippians, chapter 1, and I will do my best tonight, God. And, uh, but I, I, I felt this in my spirit tonight, I felt this laid up, upon my heart, so I'm just going to minister it. And uh, the Bible says in the book of uh, Philippians chapter 1. Verse number 12. It says, but I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel everything right now and and, and of course when he's writing this letter to the church at Philippi he's writing it from Rome he's in in captivity in Rome and he's writing it he's obviously held there in prison by the word here uh, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace that that word palace and in all other places the word comes up, praetoria, a praetaria, praetorian, referring to the praetorian guard. In other words, the royal guard of Caesar's household. That's where he was. And so, here, here is say, he's saying that. I would have you to understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace in, and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of good wills. Some are sincere and some are not. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice. Yea, and will rejoice. Thank you, Lord, for your word. God, cover us tonight, Lord. Wash us in your blood. Sanctify us, Lord, through your spirit, through your word. Minister unto our hearts tonight, God. Strengthen us, O Lord. Strengthen us in you, O God. Let our hearts, O Lord, be amen, Father enlarged, oh God, to you, O oh Lord. And let us, O oh oh God, be converted, Lord. Open up our ears that we can hear and our eyes that we can see. Minister unto us, O oh God, and strengthen us, Lord, that we may draw, Lord, close to you, Father. This we ask in Jesus' name. Let it be done. Amen, Amen Lord, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So, here, here we... We see an interesting... Or we have read an interesting... An interesting... Uh, how can I say? Salutation. Our God given... Uh, Paul given an account what's happening in his life. Amen. As he's there uh, under the, the, the supervision of the Praetorian Guard. He's in prison there. In Rome and uh, but of course by him writing this letter to the Philippians and, and basically what he's telling him you know he's saying that this has all happened for one reason and that's for the furtherance of the gospel that the gospel can continue to go forth and it is to this day the gospel is still being preached Amen. in its entirety and I thank God for that but regardless of whatever means that the gospel is being preached, I think about a scripture verse where he's talking to Amen. Uh, Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 4, and in verse number uh, of 1, he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge. The quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He says, Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and
4: doctrine.
7: For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears so he says amen you know what it's time timothy to preach the gospel preach the gospel in season and out of season when you don't feel up to it and of course when you are feeling up to it But preach the gospel. He said that's the importance of all this. We need to minister the gospel. We need to, amen, preach God's word where it needs to be preached. And amen, we're still experiencing the ministry of God's word today in this present day praise god but however amen it comes to that uh amen i always remember this and i've i've told you this story uh i don't know how many times amen but i always remember this when we were living in wagner and uh praise god i was i was taking some some stuff out to the to the city uh dump pile amen and and i and i was out there unloading my my truck and of course we knew the individual that was the 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 if i want to say it to this to this way, he was a sanitation engineer, amen. He was the gate man, but he took every, every, everything that we took out there. He would tell you where which pile to go to. You can take this over here and, and that over there. And I remember one day I was just out there, uh, and I think it was a, a lot of uh stuff that we we tore out of a house, it was some drywall and and and, and old two by fours. And there I was unloading my truck, and he, he he was watching me. He came up, he said, You know what? He said, He said, Reverend Marshall. He said, I realized something. And I said, what's that? He said, your church is the only church in this city, in this town, he said, that, that, is, that gives the, the casino competition. And, and I thought about that, and I said, that was strange coming from Elmer. If, if you know who Elmer was, Elmer Olsen. That was strange coming from him. But but why was it that he said that our church was the only church that could, amen, compete with the casino? Does that mean that, uh, amen, there was something about that that he understood? In other words, uh, amen, we have the the potential, amen, to minister the gospel in such a way that we can overcome all the, the worldly distractions and elements that are there so that the gospel can be received. That's how I understood it to be. And, 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 you know, that's a compliment, isn't it? Because the church has to compete with so many elements out there in this world. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. I, I, I kind of feel a little bit, uh, uh, you know, not strange, but I feel a, a little out of place because usually in our services we're lively. We're lively and we're moving. And tonight was kind of a quiet night. I don't know why, but let me tell you something. We need to allow the Holy Ghost to have liberty in us. Regardless if there's only two or three of us in this place. You know why? Because it's the Spirit that quickens us. We need to be quickened by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So if God can move upon us and we can get moving in the Spirit. Maybe get some of us some of us out of that religious frame of mind. That's
2: right. Amen. That's right.
7: Woo. I always remember my first introduction into the apostolic Pentecostal Amen fellowships. And uh, I grew up in a denominational church, so you can get an idea of what I was exposed to. And Amen, this is the the life I was that I lived all my my younger years, my my growing up from a young young man, little little boy, and 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 that was I, I was exposed to. We were we were taught certain things about Amen Church and about worship and about God. So Amen, we we always amen, kept that in mind when it go when it come to going in the house of God. So when we were exposed to the apostolic truth and the Pentecostal fellowship, let me tell you something. That was altogether a different experience for me because when I walked into to that place that night that sanctuary the first thing uh, when we walked into that building i heard noise i never heard before you listen to me i heard shouting i heard clapping i heard singing i heard even joy i never felt that
1: i never heard that
7: before walking in there and then and then walking into that sanctuary and, and seeing people carrying on for jesus seeing them lifting them up and amen, shouting and dancing and singing. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Running in the spirit. And, and I looked at my wife and I said, are you sure we come to the right church? <laughs> Talk about uh, being immersed. Little did I realize <laughs> Little did I realize what I had up to that point was nothing. And little did I realize that they had more than what I had. You know, it's, 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 it makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? When you walk into a place and you're not sure what's going to happen. You're, you're kind of leery about, you know, you don't want to lift your hands too high. I remember the first, times I, uh, first time I lifted my hands in a service like that. Guess what? The power of God came down upon me. God touched my hand. I knew he was there because I felt it. And I realized how real the presence of God was. So you know what? That began to change my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Woo. That's right. And you know, the Lord had to do so many things in this old heart to change me. Right. Praise God. Right. Hallelujah! It's kind of ironic. Yeah. Here I am. I'm, I'm Native American. I shared that this morning. I'm mostly Native American, and I've got a little bit of French in me, so that's where the name Marshall comes from. That's my French side. My Lakota name, if, if I went by my Lakota name, I would probably be called Shung-Awayanga. shung horse horsekeeper, or the, the horsekeeper. That's who I am. Praise God, that's my Lakota name. My Christian name, Harold John Marshall. Amen. But amen, that's who I am. But here I am. Here I am, a Lakota preaching the gospel. And I always remember going down into the, the southern in, in Georgia, and we stopped in Tennessee. We, we stopped at a restaurant right by the Nickel Jack Dam and amen. We went inside to use the restroom. We came out, and there was this gentleman standing at the back of our car with his arms crossed, and he was looking at our license plates. He said, so you're from South Dakota? I said, yes, we are. He looked at me. He said, uh, you're, Native, you're, you're Native American? I said, yes, we are. He said, what tribe are you from? I said, we're, we're from the, uh, we're from, we. they call us Rose Sioux, but if you really want to call us who we are, I said, we're Si Changu Lakota. He said, oh. He said, you know, i I'm just, he said, I'm so mad at, at the, the way this country has handled the, the relationship between you and, and, and the government. He said, the way they, they stole your land and, and the way that they put you on reservations and they shoved the, the white man's God down your throat. Come <laughs> on. So I thought, Whoa, that's that's good. Then he says, by the way, you know, we introduced ourselves. He—he he was actually a descendant of, of Daniel Oh no, Davy Crockett. And, and he said, "By the way, what you doing here, down here in Tennessee?" I said, "Wow!" Well, I said, "We're going down to Hogan'sville, Georgia." Oh, really? What you doing down here? I said, "I came to preach the white man's gospel ah, to the white yeah. man." Woo! Go, Go sleep. Woo! Can, can this? Can you imagine this? Why God called me? I quit asking. I quit trying to figure this thing out. All I know is he called me to preach the gospel. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm here in his service, performing his will. Why? It's all about him and not about me. Why God called me here to Vermillion, South Dakota, and here I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This little bitty. Fellowship, this little bitty church—you know—it it doesn't make a difference to me. I—I uh, I, I won't change my message just because there's a few of us here. Right. That doesn't affect me. I'll all preach right. it. I'll preach it. It was just me and my wife. Yes. I'll preach this message. You know why? Because God gave me this yes. message. Amen. God called me to preach it. So that's why I am here. Amen. It's all about Him. And not about me. Not about you. Mm-hmm. Paul says, Paul says, uh, he said this has happened for the furtherance of the gospel. I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say this. If you really want to be saved, you can be saved. Yeah. Huh? If you really want to be delivered, you can be delivered. If you really want to be healed, you can be healed. I remember. As I was telling you, my first experience in an apostolic Pentecostal church, and one of the first revivals that we were able to be a part of, to attend, of course my wife and I were just babes in the Lord back then, we were new converts, we just came in and and, and, of course, there, our church was getting ready for revival. They were praying for revival. While over two years, they were in prayer for revival. The time came for revival to, to come and to happen in the church. And, and it did. And, amen, the the ministry came. And, and they began to preach. And, and the first service. And let me tell you something. When you walked into that place. When you walked into that, amen, that building. That sanctuary. Amen. You know that you walked into a different. Uh, if I want to say it this way, you walked into a different dimension. You walked into a different realm. And and, and here's the thing. It was a, a spiritual dimension. It was a spiritual realm. You were walking into the presence of God. And, and you can feel the energy. You can feel the excitement. You can feel the power of God in the air. And, and amen. When the saints began to worship God. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that when they worshiped God in the book of Acts. That whole building was shaking where they were in. Let me tell you something. We felt that power of God. We felt that Manifestation of God's presence, God's shaking the building. You know what we need tonight? We need God to shake this building again with His presence. There needs to be a manifestation of God's presence in this place. But I always remember that walking in there and feeling the presence of God. Let me tell you something, there was just such an excitement. Woo! You. Knew. Something is going to happen in here. You ever come to church with this in your mind? We come to church casually. We come to church laid back. Maybe Sunday evening we're relaxed. Huh? We come in here with that thinking, that, that disposition. We come in, that feeling, that So, Oh, I just want to go enjoy a nice...
2: Sermon.
7: I want the preacher to tickle my ears a little bit. Huh? Scratch my back a little. Give me a pat on the back. I want the preacher to do that. Uh, amen. But you come in and guess what? There's something, something about this place. I don't feel too comfortable here. There's just something about it. I, you know, we, we, we get a little nervousness. You know, We're just like, Wow, what is it? Did you ever realize this? Anything can happen in this place. If we're looking for something to happen, anything can happen in this place. That's how faith moves. That's how faith operates. Praise God. Why? This is the church of the living God. So if it's the church of the living God, we know that the Spirit of God is moving in this place. And I always always remember that. Here was oh. You know, I was kind of, I was, I was, I was, I was like almost like uh, uh, Thomas. I won't believe it unless I see it. Have uh-huh. you ever read the story about Thomas? When they told him that, hey, guess what? We seen the Lord today. He resurrected. You know what he said? I won't believe it till I see it. I, I need to see the evidence. I need to see I need to see the Lord if He's really resurrected. He didn't take their word from them. Even though there was more than two or three witnesses, he still didn't take their word. So he said, I'm not, comp- "I'm not going to believe it until I see it." And so, so when the Lord came, and the Lord manifested himself to Thomas. And he told Thomas, he said, Amen, stick your finger in the nail scars in, in my hand. And stick your fingers in, in my side. And, and be not faithless, but believe in You know what he said? My Lord and my God. You know, he had to see to believe. That's what happened to me. I, I would say to myself, God is not the God of miracles. First thing we've seen in that revival and it was just like it was just like when the service started and the man of God started preaching and there he was and God started using him and, and he would go from one person to another person but it, it, it was it was a, maybe a little bit bigger than this that in the old sanctuary uh, maybe a little bit wider a little bit longer but uh, let me tell you something that thing was full to capacity there was people out there in the foyer people out there had chairs out there and, and amen. So there were people even setting chairs up like this, and there was this jam packed. And, and there they were ministering, and there, there was a, a, a blind gentleman sitting on the side over here. And, amen. His eye, no vision at all, completely blind, 100% blind, no sight. And and here comes the man of God, and you know, and, and there's that gentleman sitting there, and, and all of a sudden he just felt led to go over there and 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 talk to him. And when he did, and he when he found out he was blind, guess what? He said, "Do you have faith that Jesus can open up your eyes?" And you know what that man did? He started to cry. He said, "Yes, I do." He said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, open up these eyes." And guess what happened? The Lord touched that man. His blinded eyes were open. He began to scream. He began to say, "You know, I can." See the color of your tie, you see the color of your suit. He never seen for I don't know how many years he was completely blind. And that was that was just the beginning of it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Can you imagine? No, I'm just sharing with you my experience. I was no more than right here right where that person was that was sitting there when the man of God prayed for him but this person let me explain the way he came in he came in he was he had those uh, they're not crutches but it's a special kind of thing that they walk with and he had a he had a, 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 a brace on this side it was attached up here to his hip went down his leg and at the end of that brace there was probably a, a stump on it a, r- a rubber piece that that basically the, the reason why it was was that big was it, it, it evened up the, the length of his leg so his leg could be the same length as the left leg, his good leg. But the one thing about his foot, his foot was probably no bigger than my hand. That's what his foot looked like. His foot was like that. And there he was. He came walking in, there he was sitting there. And, and when, the, when the Spirit of the Lord began to move, and there we were, and we were up there, uh, uh, you know, not praying, we were just watching. And here they come to that gentleman and the man of God says, do you believe that Jesus can restore, make that leg hold?" And that man begins to cry. He says, I, I believe he can. He said, we're going to pray for you. You know what they did? He said, take off that harness from your waist. They took it off. They took off that brace. He put his leg out there and he said. In the name of Jesus Christ, restore this leg whole just like the other. And guess what happened? That leg began to grow out. And those toes began to develop in his foot, and his foot began to grow out like this. You can hear you can hear. You can hear a little snapping and popping. And and you can see that miracle take place and here I was, here I was a skeptic, an unbeliever and and right before my very eyes I seen this miracle manifest let me tell you something, if you were there, and if you seen what I seen, guess what you wouldn't be sitting in your seat right now, you would probably be up dancing
4: and shouting
7: because God did that for for that person, guess what, God can do the same thing for us so, so you can understand my immersion in all this. Woo. I'll be frank with everybody. God needs to get his people out of that religious attitude.
0: Ooh, amen.
7: God needs to move us out of our religious spirit, our our lack of faith, and our lack of the Holy Ghost. Scripture says the Apostle Paul, of course, he was known as Saul. I guess the reason why the name difference, you know, after he was converted. You know, whoever, uh, Luke wrote the book of Acts, and of course he called him Saul. But later on in, in his epistles, you know, people refer, he referred to himself as Paul, but I guess from what I understand, that's the Greek translation of their Hebrew Saul. That's what I understand, so that's why they call him Paul. He was known as Saul. But Saul, the Bible says in Acts chapter nine and verse number one, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, they might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. If he found any of this way. Woo! Any of this way. People get offended. When you, when when you, uh, I heard a person get offended when they were talking and somebody said, Well, you people. And the person's response was, What do you mean by you people? What you refer to me as. Well, you people. In other words, we're just kind of putting them into a category, I guess. You people. But here's, here's, here's uh, what the scripture says. People of this way. We're, we're, we're the people of this way. We're the church of this way. Might as well make up your minds. Yeah. Because that's that's the way God brought it to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're people of this way. Praise yeah. God. We we are. Uh, praise God. We we have really we understand what it is to to have and to live the Pentecostal experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One person said, "Oh, well, I know who you are." <laughs> oh you're one of them yes I am he said you're Jesus only I said well I said that's not true he said you're not I said no he said you're Pentecostal aren't you I said yes I am he said you're Jesus only then I said no I'm not I said I'm Jesus everything I said Jesus is the father he is the son and he is the Holy Spirit there are three but one amen so I'm not Jesus only I'm Jesus everything because that's what the New Testament teaches so when they say you're all this way they're kind of segregating you and putting you way out here on this side you know what I used to be on that side I went from one extreme to the other huh? I went from one extreme to the other I I, I was an unbeliever even though I thought I knew God. Even though I professed that I was a Christian. I was baptized as an infant. But I didn't realize even that baptism was not a, amen, legitimate baptism. Hallelujah. Sprinkled water in my head. And they said, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And, and they almost got it right. They almost got it right. But here comes. He says, Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of them letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, That if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Let me just kind of put something here. Here was a religious man, he was a religious man, praise God, zealous, zealous, and here he was thinking he was doing God's service, I'm doing this in the name of the Lord, I'm doing this for the Lord, but you you, you did he realize he was not really doing it for the Lord. Huh? He was actually against the Lord. So he, here was a religious man that was on his way to Damascus to, to apprehend any person that was of this way. I wonder how they said that.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Hey, are you of this way? <laughs> <laughs>
1: huh?
7: oh, are you of this way? Uh, how did they identify a Christian? Well, there's the only way you can identify apostolic Pentecostals. By the way they worship and by the way they live. <laughs> That's how you know that they're the real deal. Praise God. But here, here's the Apostle Paul coming to Damascus. And, and here the Bible says... And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. So here was this light coming down from heaven and shining on the apostle Paul. Here was a supernatural intervention. Of God Woo. What would you do if you were walking down a road and all of a sudden this beam of light just Shining down upon you What would you do you would say that's not natural? That's not normal Praise God. You can probably say to yourself, I'm not in Hollywood, am I? And here was Paul heading his way to Damascus. Here comes this bright light shining right upon him. God had to stop him dead in his tracks, God had to get his attention. So there was this light and it shined right down upon him. And the Bible says, and he fell to the earth. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, if the light wasn't, amen, something that would move a person, if that wasn't enough evidence that something wasn't really natural, here comes a voice from whatever direction it came from, probably from heaven. Here came this voice, and this voice, the Bible said, saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And look what Saul says. Saul, Saul is a Hebrew, he's a Jew. Huh? He understands Old Testament scripture, he knows about. It. Yahweh, Jehovah, and and praise God, you know, of course we know that there were silent years after Malachi the prophet, there were 400 silent years until John the Baptist, so uh, amen, The, the Jews never heard that prophetic utterance. They never heard the, the voice of God in, in, in that fashion. But here was Saul on his way, praise God, to Damascus. And there was this light that shined down upon him. And, and pretty you, the light was so immense that the Bible says he fell to the ground. Woo. Can you imagine being right there in that situation? God intervene into Paul's life I hear something I guess I don't know maybe maybe it's maybe it's uh the degree of our stubbornness maybe it's the degree of our unbelief or our doubt Maybe it's the, the, the degree of it. Maybe if we say, oh, I, I don't believe in that. You know what? And, and a lot of people that are professed Christians will tell you, I don't believe in miracles no more. Those are things of the past. They were things that way back then. I don't, God doesn't do that anymore. Well, why does the Bible say Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? But as the Bible says, he hasn't changed. He's the same God, and God will intervene in our lives, amen, in the manner that he chooses to intervene. But here, here was Paul, and here was his light shining, and, and to add to it, here comes this voice. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So he heard this voice speaking. And he said, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou? You obviously knew it was, it was a higher power. That's right. huh? <laughs> and it, it, here's, here's his Jewish mind. There's only one God. That's Jehovah. So who is this? Who is this speaking to me? Who art thou, Lord? And then, and here it comes. I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling. And Astana said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. In other words, God said, You need to listen to what you need to do. As I said earlier, it's not about us. It's about him. Thank you, Jesus. So here we see an intervention on God's, on God's, on our behalf from the Lord. God reaching into our lives. And so we see this happening. You know what? If, if, if the Lord can change Saul, he can change anybody. If he can change Saul, he can change anybody. God says, here, this is kind of like how it's like, this is is the word of God. This represents his word. Okay? This is the Lord coming into our lives and the Lord says, I want to, I'm going to do a work in your life. I'm calling you. To be a witness for me. And I want you to take this word. And I want you to speak this word. To whosoever will. Hmm? I want you to take this word. So what do you do? You take God's word. You take God's word. And you say here. Here. Here's my word. Take it. And take it to wherever I tell you to go. So what do you do? You receive God's word. You take it and you go and you share that word that God has given you to whosoever will. You know why? It's all about Him and not about you. Amen. You're just the messenger. And so that's what happened to Paul. Let me tell you something about our God. He is a supernatural God. huh? He is a God that, praise God, He's a phenomenal God. He, he is a God that is alive. God is not
4: dead. He's very alive.
7: He's moving. He's living. And we live in Him. Our beings, we, our life. Uh, amen. We live in Him. So He is a living God.
4: Amen. Yeah.
7: And there's some in here that the Lord definitely wants to use. Huh? He wants you to take His Word. And he wants you to go with his word. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how it is year God is calling you to Amen. take his word. And go with his word. That's how it works. It's not about us. It's about him. Amen. It's about him. God gives you his word. You take his word, you take his word, and you go, praise God. Because it's not about us, it's about him. It's about him. This message is his message. This isn't our message. This message is his message. Praise God. He wants us to take this message. And he wants us to preach this message to the world. Amen. And that's what the Apostle Paul received. He received, amen, his his calling. But his life changed drastically. Hallelujah. So think about this, saints. Think about this. I want to... Preach the gospel. I want to witness. I want to testify. I want to be a vessel of God. Amen. I want to be used of God. I want God to use me. I want to be, amen, a servant of the Lord. So, praise God. That's what He's doing in our lives right now. He's reaching into our lives. It's all about Him. Praise God. And and we're just His vessels, His instruments. The scripture says in the book of Isaiah 52, in verse number 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. So here we are in 2019 here we are and God has given us amen this responsibility this calling and as he said in the scriptures As he commanded us in the scriptures. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We understand that. That's our commission. That's the great commission that so many, amen, look to. And so many, amen, obey. Amen. And and so we see that. That's what he's commanded us to do. And then, of course, like he said in the in the book of, uh, in the Gospels and in the book of Mark when he said that, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Woo. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it be who Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached In his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from course in the book of John in the book of John and in chapter in chapter 21 or chapter 20 Jesus. Came to his disciples at the evening before the first day of the week when the doors were shut, for the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. When he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. They were, they were, then were the disciples glad. When they saw the Lord, then said Jesus to them, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins, ye shall, sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins, ye retain, they are retained. So God has given us his authority and his power. Jesus. You know what? This is the truth of all this. People are dying to hear the gospel. That's the message we are to preach nothing less, nothing more than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what the Apostle Paul was speaking to the Galatian church and asserting that they preach the gospel and nothing but the gospel. Preach the truth. He said, I marvel in first, uh, the first chapter in verse number 6, that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. If this is a time for the church to preach the entire gospel, the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ, now is the time. Today is the day. So he says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than which which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. In other words, any other messenger, any other angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, let them that ye have received, let him be accursed. For, I do, for do I now persuade men, our God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant Christ this is this is where it gets to the personal part of it he said "But I certify you brethren that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man Amen. this message was given to me of man for I neither received it of man neither was I taught it but by the revelation of Jesus So we, we come to that understanding. You know, I've been, I still do a lot of studying, a lot of research. Still trying to retain knowledge and understanding, trying to do my best. And I believe every child of God needs to do that. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but in rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what that's our obligation. That's our responsibility as the people of God, as children of God, to know the word. You're gonna find out once you apply yourself to the studying of his word, you're gonna find out God is going to reveal some things unto you. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the simple thing about it. When he comes and he brings the the truth to you, it's going to narrow down a lot of knowledge and information that you and I have been exposed to. And the truth is going to shine a light on all There's not many ways to be saved. There's only one way to be saved. And I'm not saying that picking on anybody or bad-mouthing anybody. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one Spirit. There's only one hope
5: of your calling. There's only
7: one, not several. And see, that's why I appreciate about this, the revelation that God has given to us, that he's given to me, he revealed his son in me. He revealed his son in you. So now, you know, this message is really a different message than all the others that we have ever heard. So I'm thankful tonight, church. God called us. It's not that we are to receive the Lord. Oh, I accept the Lord. That seems to be the, the process in today's Christian world that well, receive the Lord as your Savior, your Lord. Receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and you will be saved. Well, guess what? we It's not up to us to receive Him. It's up to Him to receive us. That's
4: right.
7: That's right. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the other way around. And people say, you know, to me, it's like putting it like this. You have a choice. You can allow Him to come into your life. You're—you're—you're. You're, you're, guess what? If you allow Him to come into your life, and you're, man, you're accepting Him. And you know what that means? That means that he has to change who he is for you to accept him. Huh? He's truth. And he's not going to change. So so here, here's, here's here's the thing that we, we need to be aware of. If, if we're going to have anything to do with the truth, they that are of the truth shall hear my voice. That's what he said. They, and if we are going to acknowledge the truth, you know what has to happen? We have to change, right. and right. not Jesus. Yeah. We have to change so that He can accept us. Yeah.
4: Right. Woo. Right.
7: The world has it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember the first service I walked into in Boulder, Colorado. Well, I, I attended several services before that, but and I remember Brother Larry Smith preaching the gospel, and there it was. And you know what? My spirit was going, "Yes, oh man, I love what I feel." But my flesh was saying, "Hey, wait, wait a minute,
4: yeah.
7: Uh, yeah. huh? Yeah. Some of the things you were saying kind of cut deep." Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there I was. My spirit was saying, "Yes, this is the truth." My flesh was saying, "Don't have anything to do with." We all know that's true, though. Amen. Right.
1: Amen.
4: Woo. That's
7: right. and I always remember this. <laughs> How many years of tradition in our family? In our family, that, that denominational tradition. God had to break all that tradition in my family, a hundred and some years of tradition, and guess what? Little old me had to take the gospel back to my family. And when I did, guess what? I wasn't wasn't met with open arms. I wasn't met with outstretched arms and hands like this when I when I told them about the truth and God coming into my life, you know what they said? You are in a cult. Huh? What kind of church is that? But let me tell you something, you know, and a part of me, but you know, but I realized something. God did something in my life. I know this is the truth. And so, you know, I said, no. I said, the Lord came into my life. Get, get, what are you going to do with the truth that God gives you? Ooh,
1: come
7: on I'm almost done here. Sometimes you have to face your own kin, your own family, and you have to stand up for the truth. And that's what I did. And, and if you knew my dad, I, my dad was a well versed man. That guy knew his Bible. And that guy would critique my preaching every time I got up. He said, you didn't say this right. Well, I know I didn't say it right, Dad, but let me tell you something. Uh, amen. Uh, it's the message. Right,
0: yeah. yes. mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> but you know what happened? I stood my ground.
1: Amen. Yes.
7: amen. I faced my uh, amen. uncle who was a minister in that church. and Of course, he went to seminary and He studied Greek, and he studied Hebrew, so he had some understanding, and amen. He wanted to talk to me one time, so I said, okay, and uh, of course... I met him but but when I took my Bible and I went down to to, and took us about a good hour maybe hour and a half and there I was I didn't have the the schooling the education I didn't go to seminary all I had was the Holy Ghost and the Word of God and here he was and he started just to blast away and try to explain why God doesn't do that anymore so I said well does the Bible say Jesus Christ the the same today yesterday today and forever I said show me in the scripture where God Changed, amen, the plan of salvation. Yes. They don't believe you. Guess what? He couldn't find it in the scripture. That's
1: right.
4: Amen.
7: So after about an hour and a half, he gave up trying to talk to me about it. And you know what he did? He excommunicated me from the church. But you know what? I love the truth.
1: That's right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo.
7: I love the truth
0: yes
7: I know what God did for me I know what I experienced I had my own Damascus experience yeah
0: Amen.
7: when that light shined down upon me and I heard God speak to me you know what the Lord told me he said open the book and I was sitting there in our apart- our apartment my wife went to church and I was sitting there in our apartment And he said open the book for whatever reason I, I, I did some work for a Presbyterian minister in payment. I said, give me a Bible. He gave me a Bible. It was a King James. I didn't know how to read King James, but he opened the book. I opened the book. I didn't know where to go. I just opened it. And guess what? When I opened it, guess where the book fell to? John chapter 3. And I began to read it. I began to read it, and I read through that chapter. I said, man, this is, uh, what's he talking about being born again? being born again of the water and the spirit and all this and I closed it and I was sitting there thinking and all of a sudden this voice again comes open the book so I grabbed the book and I opened it up again and lo and behold Acts chapter 1 and I begin to read Acts chapter 1 I want you to Acts chapter 2 repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but so this promise is unto you and to all those who are from God. told me this is what I mean, it is to be born again.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah. Talk about a double
4: witness.
1: Uh,
7: my wife comes back from church that evening. Wow, well, in the morning. She says, Guess what happened to me when she came in the door? Guess what? It wasn't the same old Betty. She had this light in her eye. She said, guess what happened to me? I said, what? She said, I was baptized in Jesus' name. Received the Holy Ghost. Spoke in other tongues.
1: Yeah.
7: Yeah. Here's this. Why, God, why did you call me? <laughs> We can all say that. We're not willing vessels when that happens. Why do you kick against the pricks? We're not willing vessels. We fight, we resist, but God says, hey, I'm I'm, I'm taking you that direction. Some of you folks, that's the reason why you're here. Amen. God is stirring you in that direction. Amen. You can't kick against the bricks. Yeah. You know what that is? That's like a cattle goal. To get cattle to move in a certain direction, you reach out there and you just go,
4: boom,
7: boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Come on. Move this way. God's doing that to us. That's why you're here. Make up your mind. That's why you're here. Amen. Amen. It's not no coincidence that God would reveal his truth to you. Did you know this? The Bible says, don't cast his pearl. Don't cast his pearl to swine. Don't cast your pearl to
0: swine. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Obviously, the Lord must, wants you to pay attention to something. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and when you make a stand yeah. for him, I was the best alcoholic. <laughs> I was the best drug addict,
4: huh?
7: I lived hard for the devil, woo! I can tell you a lot of shame stories, which I don't want to, but I lived hard for the, we all know what it's like, don't we? We, we lived in sin, we lived in debauchery, we lived in fornication and all that stuff That stuff we don't want really to talk about, but guess what? We lived hard in it. I lived hard in it all my life, but guess what? I'm glad that Jesus came into my life, turned my life around, so I thought to myself, if I lived hard in it, I'm going to live hard for him. Yeah. Woo. So you know what he did? I was filled with the Holy Ghost before I was baptized in Jesus' name. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. Didn't know there was such a thing as the Holy Ghost. But God filled me with the Holy Ghost. When I received the Holy Ghost, I began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave the utterance, He was qualifying me for this calling. We are... He, he has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. That's what Paul said in Colossians chapter 1. He has made us meet. M-E-E-T. You know what that word means? He qualified us. How did he qualify us to? To go enter into the light by filling us with the Holy Ghost. By filling us with his spirit, his Holy Spirit. He filled us with it. He's qualified us even to be filled with the spirit. And to take on... His name. You know why Jesus' name baptism is essential? The blood is in His name. And even all the Pharisees and the Sadducees understood that. That's why they, they told the apostles, don't preach anymore in this man's name intending to put His blood upon us. So when you're baptizing, why are people afraid to get baptized in Jesus' name? I have, I've had the opportunity to witness to a lot of people about correct the correct ma- way of baptism. I said, they said, well, Matthew 28, 19. Yes, we believe that, Matthew 28, 19. We baptize according to Matthew 28, We baptize in the name of the Father. We baptize in the name of the Son. We baptize in the name of the, of the Holy Ghost. And you know what that name is? Jesus! But the reason why we baptize in that name is because the blood is in His name. So when you're baptized, guess what? And, and here's the thing. In the book of Acts, in the Greek, when, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, that literally breaks the power of Satan over you. You're no longer Belong to him. Now you have been justified. You have been sanctified by the name of our Lord and by the Spirit of our God. That's what Paul said. All those years, all that religious teaching, I had to come to a decision. And you know what? First thing that came to my mind was this my mom and my dad,
4: (laughs) (laughs) my grandparents.
1: What am I going to do? Mm. You know what the
7: word said? Preach the, the gospel.
1: Hallelujah. Preach the gospel. Amen.
7: Guess what? Two years later, my grandma gets baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: About Amen. a month
7: later, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Laying in her bed, 84 years old, lifting her hands to worship God. The Holy Ghost came upon her. She starts speaking in other tongues. God filled it with the Holy Ghost. Guess what? My mom baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost. My sister, my eldest sister, baptized in Jesus' name. One by one. Ten years later, guess what? My dad baptized in Jesus' name. Filled with the Holy Ghost. God began to move. Why? Because he told me to preach the gospel. Amen. Woo. I tell you what. That's what we need to do this evening. That's why we are here. We're here to obey the word of the
0: Lord.
7: We're here to obey and do His word. Let's all stand. Thank you very much for your patience.
3: Praise the Lord.
7: God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. Paul said, For you have heard of my conversion in time past through this. Jew's religion. All that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jew's religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Look what he said. But when it pleased God. But when it pleased God. He separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. That I might preach him and mind that he Now I wish I could tell you I wouldn't I would <laughs> yeah. right. be all first happened to be i willingly accepted I to god had to deal with me god had to deal with my understanding i had to i had to eat humble pie i had to overcome my fear i had to understand that i had to love god wanted me to love him more than anybody So that was the, that was the truth. So that's why I'm here and that's why I've been doing this all these years. God had to use a Lakota, Ritasha. I'll translate that for you i try to do our language a little justice just to make you understand. But God had to use a Native American man to preach to you the gospel. Ooh. Just like God can use anybody to preach the gospel. But you know what? He has to reveal himself in you. Hallelujah. Message hasn't changed. I found that out. As I begin to research and study, I found out, hey, who changed the message anyway? Sure wasn't God. Okay. And if you study church history, right along the 3rd century, that's when things began to take a turn. Wow. That's where they changed the mode of water baptism into achievement baptism and into the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And then, of course, not believing that you had to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that was eventually pushed out of the way. It says, As long as you receive them in your heart, you're saved. You're saved. I find that nowhere in the New Testament. I find that nowhere where God disannulled that covenant. It's still the same covenant. The same covenant that Jesus said, you know what he said? The same covenant in my blood. This is the New Testament in my blood. Jesus died, shed his blood so that covenant, we can receive that covenant. Nobody changed, or God never changed that covenant. It was man who took it and Change the word of God. Wrestle the scriptures to their own destruction. Now I know. Of course, if by some miracle, God can work through all that tradition and all that custom, all that religion, and reveal the truth to you. He will do it. I'm glad He did it for me. I know what you can do me. This week, Wednesday evening, uh, Craig Marshall will be ministering to us, and of course uh, they will be headed out to uh, the Rosewood Reservation Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we have all the activities out there. they person uh, dispersing all the winter coats and everything for that community in spring pick, and then uh, preaching out there Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday, then back over here. Sunday, and yeah, I don't know how you will get to be with us, but depending on the yeah. uh, schedule, I guess he'll be with us a few days. Hopefully, maybe, maybe more than two or three days. Hopefully, but we'll be, uh, <clears throat> we'll let everybody know when it comes to that time. So, uh, don't forget: uh, Tuesday is prayer, Wednesday, of course, for okay. and then Thursday, uh, youth. Takeover Youth Explosion has been set for the the 8th of November. So they will be having uh,
3: like a rehearsal and stuff on Thursday.
7: And of course, again, we have youth on Friday. So getting ready for Youth Explosion on the 8th of November. So be ready for that. And uh, we would like to have all the parents do your best to come
3: and and support your your young people. And I guarantee you're going to have a good time. It's always a good time to be able to get together and Worship the Lord and have a great time in the Lord. So be aware of that coming up. And uh,
7: Amen. That's it for tonight. Thank you for coming. Greet one another. Beat our visitors, our guests. You all just visit in Jesus' name. God bless.
5: Potluck Sunday.
7: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's not forget. I almost forgot one of the most important things. Potluck Sunday next Sunday, 27th. Potluck Sunday. Hallelujah.